Pamela Brown is the author of the Power Up Life Boss Journal for Intentional Living. Life Boss is the attitude of an individual who takes ownership and responsibility of their life in every aspect, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Pamela encourages you to look no further. The power is in you. You got this. Michelle Morrissey is the owner of Lucidity Communication Consultants. She is passionate about helping her coaching clients and workshop participants uncover and navigate complex interpersonal dynamics. She believes we must go below surface communication to connect and influence beneath the layers. Pamela and Michelle have brought their years of friendship and experience in human services, mental health, and communication sciences and disorders to bring you The Mind Grind. Welcome to another episode of The Mind Grind. Today, we're going to talk about whether or not we are fit for human interaction. I know that sounds a bit harsh, but stay stay around. I think you will be glad that you did. So we're going to kick this off by climbing the ladder of uh, emotional intelligence. I believe most of you probably have heard uh, about emotional intelligence by now. So it kind of starts with self-awareness, self-management, um, and a lot of models insert motivation. Then from there, social awareness, and then relationship management. So if you think about that, that is a whole lot to negotiate, understand, and manage in order for us to be fit for human interaction. Yeah, emotional intelligence is so important, especially in today's work workplace and workspace, because many employers are looking at that factor mm-hmm. when they're considering um, hiring, mm-hmm. when they're looking and assessing at their, uh, you know, their their staff who's in leadership, you know, team leaders. They're looking at emotional intelligence, and when people talk about emotional intelligence or EI, Michelle, they're talking specifically about how one deals with their own emotions. Mm -hmm. And again, how do your emotions drive your thinking Mm -hmm. and your behavior when working or interacting with others? Mm -hmm. So I think, like you said, I think emotional intelligence is a perfect match to talk about, girl, am I even ready for human interaction today? Yeah. And it starts with self. That's always a great place to start. I believe believe it was Gandhi who said to be the change that you want to see in the world. You know, we can't always think that it's somebody else. Right. Like every, some folks everywhere they go, there's drama. Drama. But what did, remember that song by Michael Jackson? Uh Uh-huh. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. The man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So it's so important that self-reflection, you know, it's not pointing the finger at everybody mm-hmm. else. It's holding that mirror up and saying, what's going on with me? Mm-hmm. And so I've got to check what's going on with me before I start wondering what's going on with everybody else. Absolutely. And another favorite quote of mine, and I don't know the source, but it goes like this, wherever you go, you are there. 
So if you find the same type of drama or um, you always leave a certain uh, or leave spaces mad, you know, it's it's probably the person in the mirror. Right. So I want to share with you, Pam, one of my favorite objects when we talk about self-awareness. It is the emotions wheel. Wow. Wow. And you can just Google this. Mm. You can look it up on Amazon and find these. Now, I love the emotions wheel because I can get really specific about how I feel. Yeah. There is uh, the mental discipline of naming and reframing. When there's a threat perception or there's something going on in our emotions to name that emotion, when we do that, we can shift from our feeling brain, again, to our thinking brain, Mm -hmm. and we can reframe what's going on. And we'll see the parallels with emotional intelligence as we talk a little more. But we have such a limited vocabulary about emotions. And let me give you a short story. We, I was debriefing um, with one of my kids about an interaction that happened. They were giving me some feedback um, and they, you know, said how they felt. And, you know, they mentioned how the, the interaction made them a bit anxious. But I heard more than that in it. What I also heard was, I was like, I think I hear also frustration and anger. They're like, yeah, that's it. Like that too. So we get so used to either saying things are fine and not really reflecting and digging deeply because after you dig deep, you can have a more meaningful conversation with the person who is in that space. Right. And then they can hit the spot with reconciling and using the right language to uh, rebuild that bridge, apologize or whatever needs to happen in order to, again, kind of reconcile that situation. Mm -hmm. But it starts with you knowing your own emotions and being able to use that language with others. So not just, you know, I feel good. Right. No, I feel excited. I feel motivated. Right. You know, and it just helps us show up in spaces in really more truthful ways. And I think that that is very important when we have to communicate with either friends or loved ones to tell them exactly how their actions have impacted us. Yes. Yes. And it's also important, just like what you're saying with that self-awareness piece, that layer is to be mindful of what you are really feeling or Mm -hmm. what you are really experiencing Rather than saying to that person what you think that they want to hear, mm-hmm. be authentic, be true to yourself. If I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling, I don't know what's going on. If I'm feeling good, if mm-hmm. I'm feeling great, not to, you know, not to even simmer it down. But if I'm feeling mighty good today, mm-hmm. I'm feeling mighty good today. Mm-hmm. So again, that self-awareness piece is so, so important. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it helps us tell the right story. You know, as I say, the story that you don't don't articulate will be created for it you. Sure will. So it's really important, again, in terms of self-awareness to know how you're feeling so that in those times when you are feeling emotions um, and, you know, as the saying goes, that emotions are data, they're not directions, Right. So our emotions just tell us how we felt. They shouldn't tell us how to act. 
all the time, right? So it's a thing where you label that emotion, you know that emotion, and it helps you manage. So if I really know that you have said something that offended me and embarrassed me, instead of just having an attitude, skipping over the thinking and going straight to behavior and reacting and not really responding, I can have a conversation and say, you know, Pam, when you snatch my wig off, it really really embarrassed me. You know, you may have been playful, thought it was funny, but I I didn't appreciate that. Right, right. You know, and then when someone has done something to you and now we're jumping to relationship management, right? So it's not linear. All these pieces work together. Then then you have the opportunity to either state your intentions and or make it right. So stating your intentions should not be dismissive of somebody else's feelings Mm because you can't tell anybody else how to act, think or feel. Mm -hmm. So if you snatch my wig off, you can't tell me that I'm too sensitive and you need to get you can't tell me how to act, think or feel. But what you can tell me were your intentions like. We're having a good time. Got a little carried away. I'm sorry I embarrassed you. And then talk about what you will do going forward or won't do going forward, right? Because all of us, we make mistakes. We do things even in relationships, friendships, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, Even, you know, again, I talked about my kids. They are able to give me feedback uh, that might not always be glowing feedback. Right. uh, Because that is the only way that you get better. If we just embrace the good feedback and not how someone else feels. None of us like a one-way relationship where it's not a relationship. If you know the other party doesn't get to have that negotiating conversation, then how do you expect them to be present and right. be felt? So yeah, so that Again, is that importance of that self awareness piece, mm-hmm. so you know how to manage the management. Mm-hmm. So, talk about um, just how self awareness. Well, your views on self awareness. How about let's do that. Well, I think one thing is again, and I love that will that you shared because I think it helps us to expand mm-hmm. what that awareness means, rather than saying, "Oh, I'm feeling fine." Mm-hmm. Well, when I say I'm feeling fine, and if you say you're feeling fine. There are going to be mixed descriptions about, you know, what does that mean? But what does that mean for Pam? Or what Mm -hmm. does that mean for Michelle? Well, I'm feeling great about myself today because I'm able to do blah, 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 blah. So now I'm expanding the justification Mm -hmm. and the explanation of my emotions, of my feelings. But as well, when you talk about managing that, especially, I think, anger. Mm -hmm. Right? Anger. Especially since we talk a lot about the workplace, mm-hmm. right? There are going to be some things, believe it or not, that are going to happen in that workspace that you may not like, that you might not agree on. But how do you, you know, how do I react to that? Mm-hmm. So then that goes into that other layer of social awareness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I might be on a team where there's a team that's very vocal, mm-hmm. where I have a team leader who's, you know, who values that. Tell us how you feel. What's, and then you might be on a team where everything's silent. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, the social awareness is so com- important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just understanding once again, that feelings are data. They are information. So instead of just being angry, 
and responding in anger. Anger oftentimes is an indicator that there may have been some violation of a boundary or mm-hmm. you you want a sense of fairness instituted or a sense of justice, among other things. Right. right. So just to be able to articulate why you feel that emotion, once again, shifting from that feeling brain where thought per, where um, uh, just our sense of being safe. Yeah. You know, to shift from there to let's negotiate this conversation on another level. Because, you know, coping skills are at a deficit in society. You have people mm. shooting people. Well, let's look at last year of shooting people or whenever that was over what the chicken sandwiches and things oh, like yeah. that. And just parking some, spaces. And if somebody steps in front of you, there is that conversation that's triggered that you're being disrespected or, you know, all of that. But I think that, again, when you um, are able to kind of cope and respond instead of react, mm-hmm. things just kind of turn out a little differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that relationship management component mm-hmm. as well. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, so... Going back to our original question, am I fit for human interaction? Mm-hmm. That's a question that I'm not asking you, but that's a yeah. You that's, are you that, you are using that this podcast <laughs> for an intervention. No, no that's you don't have to that's, do that. Trust me, you that is self talk. Let me tell you, <laughs> I used to go into my office and say, "Am I fit for human interaction today?" And what that means is, how am I feeling? My self-awareness, once I identify how I'm feeling, how am I managing it, the self-management, and then here goes the relationship management. So now that I know that, how is that going to impact what I do and my coworkers and my team members? Because you got to know yourself. There would be times, girl, there would be, you know, the work would be so much. And what helped me to, again, to stay focused was I might need to shut my door. Mm -hmm. But what if you don't have a door to shut? Then what do you do? Mm-hmm. How how do you again identify what is it going to take for me to remain a good human being in the workplace? I'm confused because I thought we were in a day and age where we got to put our stuff on everybody else and they had to take it. Mm-hmm. But you're coming with this conversation about being responsible for your own condition and yes. how you show up. Well, what are we doing? And accountable. And accountable. Absolutely. And, you know, that A word, accountable, we put that out a lot in conversations. But do people really know what that means to be Mm self-accountable? Responsible for your actions, responsible for your thoughts. What does that mean? Because, you know, Pam, we talk about emotional intelligence, and I like to think about the notion of the emotionally intelligent communicator. But another word that can be put in that in the place of emotionally intelligent is conscientiousness. Mm. The word conscientious has elements of responsibility and intentionality within it. Right. So if we are conscientious, if we are responsible for our feelings and our emotions, we can communicate with intentionality. So if you feel like that you are not fit for human interaction, you can let people know, you know, 
this is this is not the best of days for me. So, you know, I'm going to need a few minutes. Yes. You know, because I've even done a workshop where people talked about their isms, and the leader said, "I need 15 minutes. Like, just give me that time." And I think my mama started that because we <laughs> we had to give my mama 15 <laughs> good minutes. After she walked in the door, because yes. that uh, that transition time, right? You know. Mm-hmm. So again, and she was a working mother at the time. Uh, I'm talking about this the leader, and she was a working mom at the time. So we know if anybody who's taking care of kids before work, that feels like a whole part time job before you before, get to that's your job. Right. That's so right. she's like, I just need this time because if you give people what they need then they are in a space to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. So just that conscientiousness, that sense of responsibility helps us be intentional. Yes. I want to talk about motivation a little bit because intentionality and motivation go hand in hand. Right. What What is your reasoning? What is your push to communicate what you communicate in, in the manner that you communicate it? Yeah. Um, so from there, we talk about social awareness. Mm-hmm. So how does that influence like, how we show up and whether or not we are fit for human interaction? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, especially that social awareness piece. Right. Um, and I keep going back to preparation for my work day. I have noticed that the days where I watch the news Prior to going, you know, even if it's I turn the news on while I'm getting dressed, but it's constantly going on. And then I get into the car and I hit the radio and and I turn the news on again. It changes my mood by the time I get into my office. Then there are those mornings when I don't turn anything on. Um, I'm just peeping, praying that the world has not come, you know, gone away. And I'll drive in the car with nothing on. I feel so good because Mm -hmm. it's not something that's, again, that's competing against my thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not painting, you know, all that negativity that I might hear, you know, on the news. But I go in with a fresher attitude. So, again, just being socially aware of what's going on, setting boundaries about what I'm going to listen to or what I'm not going to listen to. It really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And social awareness can also mean reading the room. Right. Right. So, you know, if you notice that your boss needs that needs that transition time. You give your boss that transition time. Absolutely. Oh, you see that someone is focused. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a talker. I love to connect and talk. But if I see that somebody is focused and their head down, I ask them first, are you in something that you need to be immersed in and stay focused uh, in? So and you're paying it, attention to body language, too. Paying attention to body language. Read Read the room. So that's really important because that also influences relationship. And that last part of emotional intelligence being relationship management. Because if somebody's working and you're not practicing social awareness, they're like, you didn't see me focused over here. Right. Or you didn't you didn't see this going on. Right. And then that impacts the storyline that they have about your level of consideration for their needs. Absolutely. So everything we do speaks and everything we do communicates. And it go, it's a two way street mm-hmm. because like when you said 
you didn't see me with my head down or you didn't see me. Well, again, that person has some responsibility as well of communicating to that other person about, Mm -hmm. yeah, I may have known that you were there and I apologize for acknowledging you, but I'm engrossed in this paper. I'm engrossed in whatever I'm going on. But now I've got an explanation. Now that other person knows how to respond. Like, okay, so maybe this isn't the time Mm -hmm. to come in and tell you, Michelle, hey, look, Target is having a huge sale. Right. (laughs) And so my lunch hour might be extended to 65 minutes versus Mm -hmm. 60 minutes. But again, just paying attention. You know, I know we're making light of it, but you're right. Just reading the room. And Mm -hmm. again, body language is so, so important as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there are times when I have to go back and apologize to people because sometimes I will zone and have my mind on whatever the next point is or some other thought. And, you know, you get that feeling like, I think I walked by them and I didn't speak. Right. And I'll either go back and say, pardon me, my mom is just somewhere else. Or if I'm pretty sure I'm going to see them again, say, I didn't mean to be rude earlier, but... You know, I apologize for not speaking. And we can talk about social rituals on another day. <laughs> on another day. Yeah. So, um, you know, I hope you all got uh, something out of that. We talked about emotional intelligence and I talked about even conscientiousness. Yes. And making sure that you're aware of you so you can tell the right story, so you can negotiate the right conversations so that you can have productive relationships. Yeah. Emotional intelligence. Again, it's so important, you know, to be aware of your own emotions, your own feelings and being able to describe that and being true to yourself. Because remember, emotional intelligence drives your thinking and your actions. So Michelle, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I think this was a great session today. Yeah. Although you use this as a platform to call me out and have mediation. <laughs> That's another topic. Okay, all right. So yeah, I think it was a great conversation and uh, looking forward to the next time. Absolutely. The Mind Grind. The Mind Grind. <laughs>